Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 115 of Parenting in Real Life. Do you do the odds and I do the evens? I don't think so, because there's been a couple where I've done them two in a row, or you've done them two in a row, but okay. that would be smart. <laughs> I was just wondering if we had a system. We don't have a system, but that does remind me, we do have a system for saying prayers together. It's a system that makes me pray a lot more than Alexis. <laughs> it's like maybe six times a year. He has to do an extra prayer. Because... I always do odds. And so when there's an odd number of days in the month, I do the last day of the month and then the first day of the month. So he'll do the 31st back back. and the first. <laughs> but it really is like only six extra days of prayers. And we were going to switch, but then we forget. And I would do odds and he'd do even. So we just... Yeah. Mostly I decided. Let's just stick. <laughs> Huge struggle of our first several years of marriage. But knowing, I'm over it. Now. Knowing who to pray. Yeah. And just the contention. Oh, the contention we, with the odds. We, we barely made it. So for our parenting in real life moment today, this is something that happened today. And I took Jack and Lucy to Costco. And it was right before lunch. And so usually we'll get lunch there before I take them to school. So they knew that. And Jack asked if they could get ice cream. And I'm like, sure. And I'm like, those. There is so much ice cream in those cups, and we usually share it. So I'm like, oh, is it okay to share? And Jack's like, yeah, that'd be great. And so we get to order it, though. And I'm like, okay, what flavor do you want? Because there's plain strawberry and chocolate. And Lucy says, I want strawberry. And, of course, Jack doesn't want strawberry. That's the only flavor he doesn't want. And Lucy only wants strawberry. So I was like, fine, we will just get two ice creams. So Jack got a plain, and Lucy got strawberry. And we're in the car, they're eating, I drop them off at school, and I look at their ice cream cups. Literally, they took two bites. Full ice cream cups here. And if you know Costco, you know they're big. big. (laughs) So I was like, I knew that was going to happen. And so I was like, you know what? It was $2. It's fine. And then Alan and I got some ice cream when we got home. But I was just like, this is just how small kids go. They want something so bad, and then they don't even eat it, or use it, or play with it, or anything. (laughs) She's like, where do we draw the line? You know? I'm laying on the ground crying right now. Why? Because it's so true. Oh. I hate this. How do you teach kids to not want everything? I mean, I guess you just say no, and that's... I know. And we do say no a lot. But I was like, man, eh, it's ice cream, whatever. Yep. But sometimes you do have to fight those battles, For and sure. you say no, and so they say, cry. So say yes to the $2 yeses, and no to the $10 <laughs> Ten dollar plus. <laughs> mm-hmm. So pick your battles, I guess. And now for our hot mess hot minute. So today we are going to be talking about our no screen challenge. <laughs> be excited! We are starting on Monday, March fourteenth, and we are going through Friday, April first. So that's three full weeks. You do not have to join us for three full weeks, but we'd love if you do. And but we're going to spend this episode diving into a little bit about screen time and our plans for this and if you like this then join us too we do not recommend jumping in to this without thinking through it or it will be rough and if this is your first time doing like a no screen thing then probably not the full three weeks we started our very first time with like a week so 
we will get into all of that. But we're also going to be sharing um, resources and stuff with you, like different activities to do with your kids and different ideas from our newsletter. So if you haven't joined our newsletter yet, then please go to parentingirlpodcast.com. Just join the newsletter and I will be sending you updates over the next few weeks. All right. So here are some tips if you are going to join us on a no screen challenge. And it doesn't have to be right now if this is a weird time for your family. But here are some things we've learned. One, as tempting as it may be, don't go less than three days. In fact, the real benefits happen after three days in our experience. So we recommend a week. And a week is not short. But we recommend at least a week. The next is you can choose which screens to cut. We are going to have exceptions. The exceptions we're going to make are family fun nights where we watch a movie and Saturdays where we're going to give them a little period of time where they can do screens. So we're not going to do like screens all day. We are still going to limit it to like two hours, but which is what they recommend or whatever. But the rest of the week we're going to do no screens. That's right. The other thing is this doesn't have to be every screen. So you could find that you have a problem screen. We actually are going to share some research on what screens are worse than others here in a second. So you can also set up those rules. So before you do this, make sure both you and your significant other, if applicable, are on board with this. And then just have a plan before you jump into this because it's a ride, but it's a good one. <laughs> and I'd make sure you talk to your kids about it, which I'm sure you will, but just kind of let them know this prep is what, them. yeah, prep them. Let them know this is what you're doing. We've been prepping our kids for a couple of weeks and they're not thrilled about it, but we know that the outcome is going to be good. So that's why we're doing it. But definitely prep your kids. Let them know what's okay, what's not okay. Like, okay, when you get up in the morning, like our kids usually will play screens and be like, okay, we're not doing screens anymore. You know, just remind them. And you'll probably have to keep reminding them every day because some of our kids' natural reaction is just to go to a screen and then like, oh, I forgot, you know? So Mm -hmm. you'll probably have to remind your kids a couple times. Yep. And we, to the extent we can, make it so they can't accidentally or sneakily do screens. So we put their iPads far away where they can't get them and we kill the internet to the TV. So, which um, is an option. If you have a smart TV, you can have it not work in the mornings and stuff before school. We don't have cable. I don't know how you do that with cable, but all of our TV is internet based. And so no internet, no TV. So we can do that. And then we have Nintendo's that you can set time limits on too. So we're able to make it so that we know our kids are not doing screens. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's get into the science. Yes. So here's the research part. First, kind of why are we doing this? We've noticed that our kids have been more grumpy lately and fighting more. And we kind of talked about this two episodes ago, but we don't know if it's like a cabin fever type thing or what happens. But it seems like in the middle of winter, before we get to spring, our kids get more grumpy. And so this is usually the time when we do a no screen challenge because they just need some intervention. For example, one of our kids has more anxiety than some of our other kids, and they had something happen at school where they couldn't complete an assignment. They're supposed to pass off a poem, and they weren't able to pass off a poem. They were kind of embarrassed because they tried it in class, and the teacher said that they needed more help, and they couldn't pass it off. And so this was on Thursday. Friday, they went to school fine. The poem didn't happen that day, but Monday morning, this child was playing on a device, And then just totally had a meltdown, could not get ready for school. So anxious, just was like, I can't do it. I'm not going. And I let them stay home from school because I knew that this was anxiety based, but I think it was triggered because of the screens that they were doing in the morning. 
because we have tried this before with this child. If they don't do screens, personal devices, TV seems to be okay, but personal devices that brings the child's anxiety out more and they struggle wanting to go to school. Yep. So I let this child stay home yesterday with zero screens. I said, you, you can stay home, but you cannot be on screens at all today. And they're like, okay, ended up being fine. And they did go to school today on their own. Like we didn't have to force them or anything like that. But it does seem to be with our children and research does show that this is most children, a connection between certain types of screens or screen time and their behavior. Now, when it comes to what screens to let your kids watch, the research is kind of mixed. Some shows, for example, are super informative and super helpful for kids. Think Arthur. Which just ended their last episode. Moment of silence for Arthur. That was one of our favorites. That was a short moment of silence. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Disrespect. 25 years on the air. That's a great one that I grew up with. Curious George, Daniel Tiger, Bluey. There are shows that are better than others. And it's pretty obvious, I think, to parents which ones those are. Video games, there's some that are really violent. There's some that are really flashy and intense and suck you in and make you want to play forever. Others are more collaborative or cooperative. The good ones would be things like Minecraft or even like Mario Kart or something. It's harder to get sucked into those, and they're generally things you do with other people. So kind of like we mentioned, our kids just really struggle more after their personal tablets, sometimes video games. So if we were choosing screens to get rid of, and allowing some screens, then we would get rid of the personal devices and probably video games too, and just do TV. It seems like our kids are more easily able to turn off the TV and the other devices, they have a much harder time giving it up. Like they get really upset when we say, okay, time to turn it off. Mm -hmm. But if we say, hey, it's time to turn off the TV, usually it's not a big deal. And so we can see the difference in that with our kids. And so if you just want to pick one screen that they are able to have, so they don't have like a all out riot in your home, Maybe TV is the way to go or whatever works best for you guys. But that is something we'll talk about in the next point is to be able to find that balance between the right types of screens and how you're behaving during and after those screen times. So I read an article from Time and this article is mostly with adults, but it's definitely similar to how children respond as well. But they found that there is evidence that spending many hours each day looking at screens, and they said not including time spent on work or school activities, is a warning sign that a person is at least at elevated risk for depression or other mental health issues. I feel like our kids do a lot of screens at school too. A lot of it is like testing or they're learning how to use PowerPoint or whatever. So I'm like, does that count? Like they're doing screens at school? Does that mean they shouldn't do screens at home? But this was tended to say that school is a little bit different. And are they saying that, is this correlation or causation? Well, that's why I said they don't know. It's kind of hard to tell because they said people who are depressed might be more likely to spend more time on screens anyway, or... Or the screens could be making them depressed. Or screens could be making them depressed. It's hard to tell the difference. And so they just said there is some evidence that it could cause some depression, but people who are depressed might also just be looking at screens more. Mm -hmm. So there is kind of a connection there, but it's kind of hard to tell. When you're trying to figure out the balance of trying to find a good screen time balance in your home, they say to ask the question, what value are you getting out of the time you spend looking at screens and what value are you losing? So if you find that screens are starting to take away from activities that you enjoy or are important or meaningful, then that's a sign that you 
are probably doing too many screens or the wrong type of screens. Like if you don't want to be with friends or if your kids don't want to play outside, you know, maybe they're doing a little bit too much screen time. Mm -hmm. I think for our kids, you see this when you ask them to do something that aren't screens. And this is when we usually say, fine, we're getting rid of screens. We're doing something else. Because when we ask them to go do something, they just can't imagine anything they could do that isn't a screen. Yeah, a lot of times we're like, hey, screen time's done. And they're like, well, I can't do screens. And they can't play with friends right then. So like, well, what do I do? That's all there is. I'm like, no, there's lots more to do. And they just cannot get past that screens and friends aren't the only things you can do. Right. And so what's great about taking a solid break like this is it forces them to learn those other things. They'll find books. They'll find Legos. They'll find Connects. They'll like... All of those toys that are amazing and they enjoy when they use them suddenly start coming out. But it does take a few days. For the first few days, they just fight each other because that's like the quickest source of fun, but that's not that fun. (laughs) And so eventually they find better alternatives. Yeah. They said with screen time that kids are missing out on imaginative play. Remember when we were kids, it was pretty easy to get bored and we would figure something out. And now kids have a hard time getting past that bored spot because they mm-hmm. get bored and then they're like, I don't know what to do because they haven't really had to experience that. And so allowing them to be bored a little bit allows their brain to think creatively of other things that they can do. Yep. One last tip, if you're about to do a no screen period, is ease back in. You can kind of treat this like a whole 30 where you're taking everything out and then you slowly filter stuff back in. You don't have to go whole hog when you go back. And it kind of helps you identify what are my problem screens. Maybe add TV shows on the weekend. You know, like, and obviously you don't have to add everything back in. But as you're adding things back in, you can add things back in slowly to identify like what was the thing that broke them. And then maybe you know that should always be gone or really, really limited because you know it causes problems. Yep. So like we said, we are starting this on Monday, March 14th. You don't have to start it the day we do, but that's when we are going to kick this off. And we would love for you to join us sometime in there. I know spring break is coming up for some people, so that might not be a good week for you to do no screens. (laughs) Ours is until April, but some people have it in March. So we're doing the 14th through April 1st. We'd love for you to join us anytime in there for all of it, for a week of it, whatever you feel like is a good fit for your family. Definitely join our newsletter on our website parentingirlpodcast.com to get all the information and resources and we're also going to be doing giveaways coming up for some fun grandpa bet games that we have that we'd love to share with you that our family really enjoys so yeah we'll hope you get involved thanks everyone for listening you can follow us on instagram at parenting irl podcast or find us on our website at parentinginreallife.com. subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and if you like what you're hearing make sure to tell a friend that's the best way for people to find out about our podcast and if you haven't already give us a rating and a special thanks to our five kids for being kids May the odds be ever in our favor. Ugh, amen. <laughs>